0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa From the podcast team at Qalam, we wanted to wish you a very blessed Ramadan. This month, you can expect daily uploads that will include reflections, khatiras, and khutbas, all from our new campus, Alhamdulillah. If you benefit from this content, please give generously at supportqalam.com. 100% of your donations goes towards the means of providing accessible Islamic knowledge to people around the world. Jazakumallah khairan for listening. So as I was saying, Bismillahi alhamdulillah. let's go ahead and get started inshaAllah. So continuing with our series titled Illuminated, where we are looking at many of the ayat in the Quran that talk about the concept of nur, light. And today inshaAllah we're going to be looking at Surah Ibrahim. We're going to stay in Surah Ibrahim, Surah number 14, Ayah number 5. It's still in the beginning of the surah. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about the Prophet Musa alayhi salam. And we've seen this before where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reference the prophets of the past. And you know, uh, tell us about similarly how revelation came to them and how that served as a light of nur, uh, uh, the light and the nur of iman for the people. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ Musa مُوسَى ayatina That indeed we sent Moses with our signs. And this refers to a lot of the different miracles and the different uh, signs, the message that the Prophet Musa was sent with. Our Prophet was similarly given many signs and miracles as well to help him communicate the message and to help convince the people of the truth of the message. The interesting thing whenever we're going through these verses, I like to kind of touch on a couple of the nuances, the finer points. What's very fascinating and unique is that the signs, the miracles of the Prophet Musa a.s. were things of a more physical nature. Miracles of a more physical nature. The Prophet Musa a.s. had a staff that would turn into a serpent. And then the serpent, when he would grab it, would return back to being a staff. The Prophet Musa salam would take his hand and he would press it under his arm, and when he would bring it out, it was glowing. The Prophet Musa ﷺ, when he preached uh, to Fir'aun and his people, and they initially would not listen even and uh, even give it a chance, the message that different. Miraculous things started to occur. That in, in the Quran talks about it. There were torrential storms that did not desist until they came to Musa alayhi salam and they said, Okay, okay, we'll listen to what you have to say, just please make this stop. Far salah wal that there was an infestation of locusts. qumal. there was an infestation of lice and other kinds of you know bugs and pests. What An infestation of frogs. What dam? All their water was turning to blood, right? So there were all these signs, miracles of a more physical nature. However, with our Prophet ﷺ, there were some of these miracles and signs of a physical nature. Particularly amongst them, there's a there's a category which is called takfirul qalil. This was a common reoccurrence in the life of the Prophet ﷺ. And that was, there would be something very scarce, and it was a miracle of the Prophet ﷺ that he would pray, he would make dua, and he would ask Allah, and that little bit would become a lot. Right? Fam- many famous stories that we've all heard of, "The bowl of milk with Abu Hurairah. is barely enough milk for one person to drink. The prophet invites over seventy companions. They are all able to drink to- drink from it to their fill, and there's still milk left over. So there were miracle physical miracles of this nature. However, in large part. The miracles of the Prophet Sallallahu the miracle of the Prophet Sallallahu was not of a physical nature per se, but it was more of a miracle of revelation. The Qur'an is the ultimate miracle of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi something so remarkable, so astounding, so breathtaking, so powerful. I mean, you can summarize it by saying, God is talking. For Allah to speak, and to send his words to the creation and allow the creation to interact with something divine his speech, his words. That's the great miracle of the Prophet. As the poet says, <laughs> That he says that the Prophets came with their miracles, but when those Prophets departed, those miracles also departed. But you came with a book. That will never expire. That will never leave. And so that is the miracle of the Quran. And that's so here, bi ayatina, it says the signs of Allah for us. The signs. That's why the verses of the Quran are called ayah, ayat, the same word for miracle, the same word for signs, because these are the ultimate signs and the ultimate miracles that we've been given. So Allah then tells us that we sent the Prophet Musa ﷺ with the signs and the miracles. And what was the purpose? What was the objective? What was the mission? What was the goal? An أَخْرِجْ قَوْمَكَ مِنَ إلى That remove your people, extract your people, pull the people out from the layers and layers and layers of darkness that they are buried under and bring them into the singular glowing illumination, the light of faith and iman. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says something very interesting. He says, and remind them, and I'm going to translate it here literally for a moment, and then I'll explain what it means. And then Allah told the Prophet Musa, remind them, remind the people, your people, of the days of God. The days of God. What does that mean? Right? So, Many of the Mufassirin and the scholars explain it. I felt that uh, Imam Ibn Kathir, he wrote on this very eloquently. And he says, amihi alayhim, Remind them of the days in which they experienced the great blessings of God. How he pulled them out of the servitude and the slavery, the clutches of Fir'aun. And he rescued them from the oppression of Fir'aun and the, um, the violence of Fir'aun. And he rescued them from not only Pharaoh but also the Enmity, the animosity, the anger of Pharaoh. And how he split an ocean. He split the sea for them so that they could walk through on the floor of the ocean. And when they were walking through the desert with no end in sight, nowhere to take refuge, that Allah sent in clouds to cover them. So that they would be comfortable as they made their truck. Wa in manna salwa when they were wandering through the desert and there was no nat- there are no natural resources, no food. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down food from the heavens to feed them every single day. And the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala go on and on and on. That's and there's a similar narration as well from Abdullah ibn Abbas and Ubayy ibn Ka'b that the Prophet ﷺ explained himself. He said, Allah wa ta'ala. That these are the blessings of Allah. And so, right here is the first point that I want to make here today. Is that we're talking once again about this concept of coming out of the darkness and coming into the light. Being able to capitalize and capture the illumination that faith provides. But the first step of doing that is, the very first step is, you have to become cognizant, you have to become aware, you have to remind yourself of your blessings. That as long as a person lives and exists in this state of frustration, as long as a person lives continuously in this state of ingratitude. Just not satisfied, not content, not happy. There's a kind of misery that overtakes a person. When a person is not aware, not cognizant of their blessings, and they can't take a moment to slow things down, sit and reflect and realize how blessed they are, there's a kind of misery that takes over. And that misery leaves a person in the darkness. It's a wall that you have put up be- between yourself and the light. That the light is shining right outside of that wall. But I can't seem to get through. But that wall is not put there by anyone else other than yourself. And so that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Musa alayhi salam, you have to bring them out from the darkness into the light. But what they have to do is they have to remember the blessings of Allah. They have to remember the blessings of Allah. That's their job. And then, once they realize the blessings of Allah, that's the opening of the door. They've opened the door. Now you can walk them through the door. But you gotta get up and open the door. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us, Inna fi La li kulli shakur. This is the eloquence of the Qur'an, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala summarizes everything up so beautifully, so succinctly, so precisely. Allah says that indeed in this there are eye-opening realizations. Like this can change your life. But you have to embody two qualities, two characteristics, and that is sabar and shakur. Right, and both of these are what we call Ismun Mubalakha. Right? These are the these are emphatic nouns. It means that you have it, first one, sabbar comes from sabr. We know sabbar it means to be patient, right? To have some restraint. But it's saying sabbar, not don't just be patient, be very patient. Have a lot of restraint, be resilient. And then shakur comes from shukr, which means to be grateful, to have gratitude. But it's not just saying just simply have gratitude, it's saying be extremely grateful. And a little nuance is sabbar means to be very patient, shakur means to be constantly grateful. And in that is a promise of Allah that Allah will not test you often. But when He does test you, then hold your tongue. Allah will not test you. There will be more blessings than there are hardships. There will be more good times than there are bad times. We're not prophets. We're not prophets. We don't have that kind of expectation of us. The Prophet ﷺ was blessed with seven children. He buried six of his seven children. Six of his children died in his lifetime. Those are prophets. Ibrahim ﷺ is being told, leave your family in the middle of nowhere. Then he's being told, sacrifice your son. Then he's being, before that he was told, you're gonna be thrown into a fire, good luck. Let's see how you handle it. Subhanallah. Those are prophets. Right? Musa alayhi salam, there's an ocean in front of him and an army behind him. Death seems inevitable. And Allah says, walk into the ocean until the water reaches your knees and then say, Bismillah and tap the water with your stick. What? What? Walk into the court of one of the most vicious, oppressive, tyrannical, barely human individuals that has ever lived. And walk up to him and tell him that he's wrong. In his face, like this, point at him and say, you are wrong. Those are prophets. Allah will not test us like that. So Allah says, there won't be many moments where you have to practice patience. But when those moments come, far and few between, be very patient. But blessings, all the time. So constantly be grateful, constantly be grateful. Every day. Five times a day. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Reflect and think on your blessings and thank Allah for your blessings. And to conclude, there, uh, I'll mention a couple of things. There's a beautiful hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, in which the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says, "Inna amr al mu'min kullihi ajabun." There's many. There's a few different variations of this. In "Inna ajaban li amr al mu'min." "Inna inna amrahu kullahu lahu khair "La yqadi Allahu Lahu qada illa kana khayran lahu That uh, the affair of the believer, the life of a believer is a remarkable thing. It's a remarkable thing. Why? Everything that Allah decides for the believer is good for him. Everything that Allah decides for this Muslim is good for him or her. fa kana khayran If Allah has decreed that some hardship should come to his or her life, they practice patience and that is beautiful, that is good for them. And if Allah has decreed that something good, something easy occurs in their life, They are grateful and that is good for them. qatada He said, That the best servant of God is the slave of Allah, the servant, Whenever he or she is tested, they, they are strong, they are resilient, they are patient. ida u'atiya shukra. And when they are given something, then they say Alhamdulillah and they thank Allah. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the ability to constantly reflect on and remember the blessings of Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us strength and resilience in our faith. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala illuminate us with the, with the light and the nur of Iman. May Allah give us the ability to practice everything we've said and heard. Subhanallah, wa bihamdihi, subhanakallahu bihamdik, nashhadu la ilaha illa anta, nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.